All right, all right, all right. All right, we're gonna have to do this quickly. I have a lot of things to cover here, and uh, I have tons of time, really. I don't know why I'm rushing. But it's Wednesday, Malcolm's at swimming class, so I've got all the time in the world. And it was hot today. I'm not gonna complain about it, because like 10 minutes ago, it was minus 40. But I, I, I was sweaty, and I came home, and I took my shorts off, and there was like that, it was like sweaty, and then there's like that white kind of salty chalky looking sweat mark all the way around my back that's pretty hot right that's that's sexy right yeah i thought so too it was kind of actually gross so excuse me instead of going to take a shower and if you know me in real life you know i really need to take a shower right now like yeah it's it's a virtual emergency but instead i've decided to sit here with all of you lovely people going to drink this one beer just one and i've actually chosen instead of eating ice cream for my like 250 calories, I'm gonna drink this beer, right? Progress, I think so, I think so, I think so. So we have Electric Gary today and we have Tails coming up too. And we have me, we have me and you. And I recorded some stuff from the car again cause I don't know, I got time to kill I guess and why not do that? So in the heat today, I had a lot of weird random thoughts and I wanted to share them with you and a lot of them are about vaginas and some of them weren't. Like I wonder how much thinking about sex is normal every day. Like I know men think about sex every six to seven minutes, but a lesbian, I think I'm thinking about it every three, six to seven seconds, sorry, not six to seven minutes. It's a wonder more men don't get their fingers cut off because like, could you imagine being a mechanic and thinking about pussy all day? You're gonna slice your fucking finger off or you're gonna burn yourself or do something. But I think, I think, I think about it every three seconds. And when it's hot, I feel like it's more often which doesn't really make any sense. I don't know, there's something about the heat that makes people horny, I'm not entirely sure what it is. And I know that, and I know that because I conceived in July, and when I went to give birth in April, the labor floors were full. There was, uh, I almost had to give birth in a barn, like the Virgin Mary. And technically, I kind of had a pretty immaculate conception as well, if we're gonna compare apples to apples. I didn't have sex with a man, I still got pregnant. Hmm. My kid's better than your kid. All you had was Jesus. I win. I win. It's yet to be proven, but I win. And he he's not really a prophet. Okay, I know this is going to be all random thought and weird today because I feel random and weird, but I've had a thought today. I plugged in my both my earphones today, and I usually don't do that. I just need to give the guys I work with a break because I can be a lot to handle. I talk a lot. I'm pretty irritating. And if you're kind of having a bad day, I'm not the chick you really want to work beside. So I plugged in both my earphones. I thought, okay, I'll give everybody a fucking break for me today and do everyone a favor. So I'm rocking out. And then uh, the boss comes to say good morning to me. And of course, I don't hear him because I'm, you know, listening to Tegan and Sarah. And uh, he taps me on the shoulder and it occurred to me, I hope, I usually say my philosophy on life is live the kind of life where when your coworker comes to work with a gun, he won't shoot you. At least not first. So the other code of conduct I've come up with is try to live your life in a way that you're the kind of person that if the place is on fire, someone will tap you on the shoulder and let you know. I think that's pretty simple. It's kind of golden rule you know? I'd like to think I would tap everyone on the shoulder and let them know the place was on fire. So during my sexual thoughts, I go back to previous sexual partners, which I think is normal. I think everybody kind of travels back there every once in a while, but I'm weird. I mean, I don't know much about straight male sexuality. I'm actually really curious about it a lot. But for me personally, as a human being and a homo, once I shut that door on 
an ex. Like once they're just an ex and now they're a friend of mine, I don't ever venture back. Like I don't ever think about them in a sexual way again, which is probably weird because I'm friends with, well, I haven't been with very many girls. I have, I've had a lot of sex, but I haven't been with a lot of girls and I'm friends with two of the girls that I previously dated, which is a huge percentage. That's like, uh, it's like 75% of the girls I've ever slept with. Do the math, do the math. Cause I'm currently with a girl and I'm friends with her because we live together. And, uh, yeah, those two other ones I'm friends with. And this is so fucking weird. This is Winnipeg, okay? This is how it works in Winnipeg. So I go on a play date with one of my exes because she has a kid that's like four months apart from Malcolm. And uh, we went on a play date to the zoo. And as we're leaving the zoo, my other ex uh, is walking up the parking lot. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. I mean, it really shouldn't have been, but it was a little fucking weird. Because the girl that was walking up was my first girlfriend ever. And she was pregnant holding, you know, she's obviously married to a guy now. And she was pregnant walking towards me holding her three-year-old's hand. And I'm walking with my other ex, the girl I dated after the pregnant one. And uh, it's just like, man, if I could do the Twilight Zone theme right now, I would. It's just, actually, let's do this. It doesn't really apply, but it kind of was like jolting, you know? And yeah, so we had a really awkward conversation. And she, like, the pregnant one didn't even acknowledge the other one. Didn't say hello or anything or how are you? Nothing. It was just really weird. Oh, what a peg. Too small. Too fucking small. What was the point of telling you that? So I'm friends with the majority of my exes. And once they're exes, they're exes. Like, I don't, I mean, there have been points where both of us have been single. Uh, and neither one of us has even, there's been no anything. It's been like 10 years now and there's been no ever any sexual contact since then. Maybe a hug. I mean, I don't consider that sexual sometimes. Although I don't hug much. And can I tell you a little story? This is all going to be random bullshit that makes no sense to me. I, I know a guy named Buster. Now, Buster's a good guy. He's been really supportive for me. I like him. I talk to him every day bought him Slim Jims. I'll do whatever I can for that son of a bitch. I was so mean to him when I was pregnant that he should have disowned me. And I don't really know why he didn't, but here's, okay, well, we're talking about weird things like this. When you, when a woman hugs a man, they usually really hug, you know, like they want to squish your boobs on their chest and they really want to mash them in and get a good feel for them, you know, and it's always gross and it's always weird and it's just not right. Every time I've hugged a man, which isn't very often, but it's really gr- And they kind of make a show about it. Like they push you against them and then move you around so your boobs shake on their chest. And it's just, it's like being sexually assaulted. Okay, that's like dramatic. Okay, yeah, it's dramatic. It's dramatic. But you know what? It's kind of isn't. It's just like really repulsive. And I don't know what the equivalent is for a man, like an ass grab maybe, but they'd like that to ball jiggle. They'd like that too. Like, I don't know how you get back at a guy for that. Anyway, here's how I knew that Buster was a solid guy. It was Christmas one year. He's just, you know, he has a gruff exterior, but he's a real sweetheart on the inside. So I go to hug him at Christmas, which I never do. Like, consider that a gift, my friend, because I don't, I'm not a hugger. And, you know, it was the first time in my entire life that I hugged a man and he did the woman hug with me. He purposely did not squish my boobs into his chest. He, like, he, like, you know, jutted his back out and kind of, we touched shoulders. He didn't go for the boob smush. 
that is a solid fucking guy. That It was shocking to me that he didn't because it had happened every other fucking time I've hugged a man, either voluntarily or not. So there you go. If you, if you ever question whether a guy in your life is a fucking freak show, give him a hug. And if he does what Buster did, he's cool. He's cool for sure. Okay, so I just wanted to get that out there because that's something that's been rattling around in my brain for like years now. And I'm thinking, you know, that's really cool that he wasn't a fucking weirdo. So I wanted to get that out there and let everybody know that I know one guy who's not a fucking weirdo. Okay, next subject. So I was thinking, I'm walking around, I'm thinking about my exes, I'm thinking about a lot of things, and I'm thinking about vaginas. And I've been watching a lot of lesbian TV shows. Oh, sorry, not TV shows. I guess I get them off Netflix. They're movies, right? So I've been watching a lot of lesbian movies, and this one, one, this one I watched was... Uh, called Blue is the Warmest Color. It's a French movie, and it was really, like, it was, like, fucking three hours long, and I'm watching it, and you could tell that a straight man had directed it because of the sex scenes. Not to say that a straight man's sexual fantasies... Well, you know what? They don't. They don't mimic real-life lesbian sex. At least not any lesbian sex that I've had. Not any sex that I've been in or involved in at all. It's just, it was really, like, the sex was, like, really aggressive. It was really kind of, like, the, the thing, here, okay. If you've never seen, even the L word, the sex scenes make no fucking sense to me. Here's what's happening. It looks as though one is on top of the other girl. They're laying down. They're stomach to stomach. And especially on the L word, which is fucking embarrassing. They take, it looks like they're fingering, but there's like a lot of, like the one on top is like thrusting like a dry hump, but they're supposed to be finger banging at the same time. And then the girl on the bottom magically has like a tremendous orgasm. What is going on? I can't wrap my brain around how that's physically possible. Like, what is she doing? I mean, most women can't have an orgasm by penetration alone, whether it's a penis or it's a finger or it's a big veiny dildo. A lot of women can't have an orgasm that way. So what exactly is Shane with her weird hair doing dry humping this hot girl and the girl hasn't, like, what, what are they doing? I don't get it. And then lesbian porn is even fucking worse. Have you tried watching it? It's, it's nine times out of 10. Okay. I've watched a lot of porn. Okay. My, you know what? Don't fucking judge me. Everybody clears their fucking cash on their internet thingy on their phone don't fucking act like you haven't cleared cookies or history fuck you you goddamn liars don't you judge me don't you fucking judge me man so i've watched a lot of lesbian porn it's really hard to watch it doesn't make any sense these girls have like inch long gel tips like i don't what if you lose one in there it's not coming out that's in there till fucking i don't know you put a tampon in and then and then next thing you know that gel tip nail is wrapped around your diaphragm so fucking tight you don't even know what to do you got to go into you got to go into the gyno office and say hey something's wrong in here and i'll be like hmm have you had a whore finger bang you on uh live tv before hmm actually yeah on a webcam funny you mention it and then he pulls out a hot pink fucking inch long gel nail shame on you shame on you so they have these long nails and it's just ridiculous like what what do you, what do you mean what, how, how does that even fucking work i, I don't know okay okay I know lesbian porn is for straight men, but it's for me too. I'm here too. I have needs, okay? So there's that aspect. And I watched one, I know you don't know me very well if you're a new listener, but I can't handle toe socks. I don't like the fucking Vibrams. And guess what? Vibrams are bullshit too. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> 
they're just as fucking dumb as Skechers people. Just as fucking dumb. So I'm trying to watch this porn. And they're each wearing rainbow toe socks. And that, that's a thing for me. That is a trigger for me. Puppets and toe socks. Do not fuck around. You put a clown in that mix. If you put a clown holding a puppet wearing toe socks, my fucking head is going to explode. I can't handle that shit. I will run far and fast. I will be in fucking Alaska before I turn around to see if he's caught up to me or not. Forget it. So this is the one I'm watching. And I'm trying to, like, get past the toe socks. But it's almost as though no one ever really orgasms in that kind of porn. It's very rare. It's always a lot of, uh, 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 yeah, uh, 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 forever. For, like, an hour. Like, no one ever even fakes the orgasm. At least when you watch the straight porn, which I don't do often because dinks are gross. Cum is gross. Everything's gross. No offense if you're into that kind of thing. You're a little fucking weird, too. There's at least a climax. I, I don't know necessarily that the girl fakes the orgasm, but at least the man has one. And I usually she fakes it, doesn't she? Doesn't she pretend to squeak one out? I can't even remember. It's been so long. Anyway, so in the lesbian porn, it's just a long, drawn-out, uh, almost-there noise from the girls, and it just... It's like... And then the clip's over, and it's like, well, what... What do you... What the fuck? Like, what, why? Why don't they at least have a climax and then it's over otherwise you're just like what are you even watching just perpetual moaning Ugh, sickening can't even you know i can't even fucking jerk off in this life i don't even get it okay so there's that now let's go back to blue is the warmest color movie the sex scenes were definitely weird there's a lot of like ass smacking it was very um hair pulling and i mean if you're into that kind of thing sure whatever but it just it took me out of the moment i guess i expect it to be kind of more sensual than uh all this like rough stuff i don't know it just grossed me out it didn't turn me on at all and then you see them and they're like it, they're mowing pussy like i don't know when i watched it before i had done any looking into it all i was like how like how are they filming that like that's pornographic they like they're that how is her face not in her pussy like her face is in her pussy it's in there she's smelling what she had for dinner last night it's in there Probably not pineapple. They're French. They think about as much as I do right now. So later on, I looked it up. And the girls were wearing prosthetic vagina, like a, a cap over top of their actual vagina. And I thought I was the only one that did that during sex. Hmm. I guess there's three of us now. So when they were doing that hardcore pornographic licking and sucking and fucking, it was, a, it was like a plastic cover over their genitals. Man weird and then it got me thinking this is my thought process while i'm at work today and then it got me thinking about vaginas and then i was thinking about all the previous vaginas i've seen i've seen a lot of vaginas i think i spoke was it last week i talked about strippers going to the strip club one time sarah and i went and i semi tricked her into going to the zoo with me and if you live in winnipeg the zoo is like a dive bar but kind of the lovable dive bar that everyone kind of likes so i kind of tricked her into going there with me one afternoon and having some drinks. And she's like, oh my God, there's strippers here. And I was like, oh, oh, there are strippers here. Well, that, well that's weird. Hmm. Okay, let's get a drink and sit down. And she was like, I don't want to. And the thing about being a girl when there's na other naked girls, if you're at a strip club, all of the guys look at you. You're constantly being stared at. Like, fuck, I, can't, I just want to watch the titties. Like, I, I, I'm here this, in the same vein that you are. I want the same thing as you. Can you not stare at me when there's a beautiful naked woman on the stage? Could you just... 
all eyes on the front, okay? Everybody on the front. Like, fuck, I don't know. Anyway, so there, there was this one stripper. And I'll never forget this. As long as I lived, it's burned into my memory. She was quite acrobatic. She could, like, bounce around, spin around the pool. She was doing stuff, hanging out with her legs. It was pretty impressive. And uh, the song, You're So Vain, was playing. And she locked eyes with Sarah and I. We were the only two people in the room. And she was just staring at us. And it was like, okay. And Sarah's like, she, she's making a lot of eye contact. What, what do I do? Do I, like, what's polite? Do I, do I look? Should I smile? Like, what do I, what do I do here? This is weird. And I'm like, I don't know. This has never happened to me before. She just stared at us. I don't know if she thought that we were sitting there kind of judging her, like, like a woman would, you know, like, like trying to pick her apart maybe. And that's why she was staring at us. Or maybe she was like, you're girls. You shouldn't be here staring at us. I don't know. Whatever it was. I think that's the last time I've seen a stripper and, uh, it was weird. It was weird. Like, why, why look, why look so much? Wouldn't you look down? I mean, what if you went to high school with, like, what if your gym teacher is fucking sitting at table three? Wouldn't you be embarrassed? I don't know. I guess who am I to judge, right? I watch toe sock, rainbow sock porn. Me. Okay. Now let's wrap this fucking part up. Holy shit. 17 minutes have gone by. I've made no sense, wrapped up no stories. This has been (laughs) totally fucking pointless. Totally fucking pointless. Okay. So I started thinking about all the vaginas I've seen hence the strippers, right? Uh, I, I'm not going to tell you where I saw this vagina, but I saw this vagina. And I had seen others before I saw this particular one. And it that vagina looked like it had been hit by a Mack truck doing about 180. I, I tried. And mind you, I was drunk the first time I saw it, which isn't, you know, that's not cool. I don't perform well that fucking hammered. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, I've done this before. This can't, why is this so complicated? Like, where is everything? It was kind of like a Picasso. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny. That's not funny. I'm really objectifying women here, but get used to it. Uh, I couldn't figure out, like, head or tail of this whole fucking situation. It was like, I turned my head to the side, and I, I tried smushing the outer lips together. Maybe that would give me some, jog my memory or something. I don't know where that woman's clitoris was. I don't. Actually, still now, I don't think I could find it. But you know what? If all else fails, ask for direction. It's the most important thing. And guess what? She directed me right to it. I still don't really know where it is, but uh, she told me <clears throat> where to find it. And that's my tip for straight guys. If there are any of you listening, ask. Just ask. You don't have to ask like you're asking where the seven near seven eleven is, but you can say, you know, how is this? Do you like that? Is this fun? More pressure? Less pressure? You know, you can. And if she's hot, she will talk it out with you. Oh, I love that. That is so wonderful. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. That woman needed some kind of vaginal reconstruction. She needed a telethon for that. Uh, for that hoo hoo. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have much. But my mitt's not bad. I think you can you can find the clitoris. It's not it's utilitarian, you know. I mean, my vagina's not a ten. It's a three, just like me. My vagina's a three. It's a three, just like me. Is that a country song? We think. Hmm. Yeah, he never answered back. Okay, so what do you want? You want a little electric airy, maybe? Should I cut out the theme song and just just play him and see what he has to say? Why am I talking to you? 
You never, you never answer. Hey, Sandra, it's Electric Gary. I'm back. Jesus Christ, I missed two shows. They're cranking them out. I've uh, been super crazy busy summertime like everybody and uh, been doing a lot of theater lately. I've actually been in three or four shows in a row and I got two or three more. Just finished one on Sunday. It was a really good show. Kind of a downer about uh, a photojournalist and a war correspondent. They're a couple and their life's disintegrating. And Anyway, I was the older guy. That's what I play now. I used to be able to play teenagers. I'm the old guy now that had the, the young hot girlfriend and knocked her up. And so it was fun. Um, speaking of acting, Mrs. Electric got to do uh, a gig as an extra and will be on a TNT uh, regular TV show. It's uh, The Librarian with Noel Wiley and Rebecca Romaine and uh, John Larroquette and Bob Newhart, so like all sorts of famous people. And she was in some shots with Rebecca Romaine right there. So look for that. It's uh, called The Librarian. It's based off the movie, uh, TV movie they did a few years ago with Noel Wiley. And she is an extra with a side ponytail. So when it comes out, keep an eye out for Mrs. Electric. Uh, our dog Josie's gotten sick, like you had Max, uh, but hers was uh, a little pretty severe, about a week worth of shitting uncontrollably, dripping all over the place, and uh, sloshing when she walked. It was had me very worried, but she's all better now, so that's good. Although uh, speaking of Max, I, I'm picturing him being a Yorkie, uh, Yorkshire Terrier. And we were walking uh, Josie at the park the other day. We've got a duck pond near the house here. And I see a couple of Japanese girls, students at the college, and uh, I'm, good, I'm assuming. And they're playing with their little Yorkie, and they let it run and chase the ducks, which they think is hilarious until the dog just ran and fell right in the pond. <laughs> yeah, it was funny watching them freak out. The dog was fine. Uh, otherwise, I'm uh, glad to hear that things are going well. Uh, tales, that was quite a tale. Um, I'm glad that your your life's all together now. That's that's That was some harrowing shit. Some like stepdads can be fuckers. And uh, Rose, you didn't mention it, but you've been talking lately about being back in Portland. So hopefully you are because uh, the Northwest is a pretty good place to be. And I guess we will talk to you all later. It's Electric Gary. Yeah. Guess what? Forgot to plug in the mic again. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? Whatever. Fuck, who cares? Doesn't even matter. So it's plugged in now. It's plugged in right now. The It was the mic attached to the computer that I was just recording on for 20 minutes. Like a fucking retard. Meh. You win some, you lose some. Get your, get your shit together, Sandra. Get your shit together. Thanks, Gary. You're awesome. That was super de-duper. Uh, Max is a Yorkie. He's a chick magnet. And uh, stepdads do suck. Tails of stepdad really sucked. Totally unnecessary. Totally unnecessary, his behavior. Stupid. Unless she's friends with him again, in which case, great guy. Super, super guy. Super guy. Should we hear from her right now and find out, like, what drugs she took? Because I asked her, what drugs you take? Was it hard to stop? How did you stop? Here she is. Hang on. Hey, everybody. This is Tails from the downtown area, and I'm here today to talk to you about drugs. Sandra wants to know, what kind of drugs have I done? Uh, my drug of choice used to be ecstasy. I used to do that one all the time. And generally, a dose of ecstasy would be maybe one or two pills, and you're fucked for about 10 hours. But I got to the point where I was doing about 20 pills in a day. And uh, I used to take three off the hop and get super fucked up and just keep taking them and taking them and taking them. And, uh, yeah, I lost a lot of weight, didn't eat a lot of food, uh, <laughs> and, uh, that was 
um, that was that took like a good two three years of, of my life is ecstasy um, I've done acid a few times acid was okay didn't mind that one mushrooms I've done I didn't really like mushrooms because they made me feel really self-conscious so I only did those a couple of times usually once a year around Halloween uh, cocaine um, was my most recent drug choice and uh, that was pretty bad with that shit for a couple of years <clears throat> a couple of the most recent years uh, but I never let that drug abuse um, take from rent money or from other people. That one, I was at least honest with. With ecstasy, I was, like, stealing from people and lying and cheating and just doing a lot of really bad shit for that one, surprisingly. Uh, I smoked crack twice. Uh, the can't really remember the first time I smoked crack because I was living on the, under the bridge and I had no fucking clue what the hell was going on at that point in my life. Uh, but the second time I smoked crack was after a shift of working uh, security at Aussies, and I had watched uh, two rival Filipino gangs fucking shoot out the front window, and some guy fucking died right at my feet. And uh, that night I was all kinds of fucked up. It was a really bad day, obviously, and I went to go party, ended up smoking some crack. I blacked out completely. Um, somehow I ended up on my bike. And I don't remember going back to my apartment, grabbing my bike. I don't remember riding it. All I remember is all of a sudden I came to around River Park, and I just went flying off the front of the handle with the, the handlebars, and um, road rashed my entire body. So that was a horrible, horrible, horrible experience. Um, Meth I've done a couple of times. I don't see what the big fuss is about. Didn't really do much for me. Didn't really do it too, too often. Um, I have taken ecstasy caps that were dirty to all hell with PCP. Uh, that was fucked up. I did not enjoy that whatsoever. Never again would I touch PCP. Yeah, I would suggest everybody else would never even think about it. Um, heroin caps were horrible. I was fucked for like four days or so, and I was extremely paranoid. I thought the government was watching me. I unplugged all my phones. It was just uh, also not a very enjoyable time. Uh, why did I quit? I quit because I realized that what I was doing and how I was reacting was not the way that I wanted to be. Uh, how did I quit? Well, I quit about 100,000 times, I swear to God. Uh, it was very difficult to quit ecstasy because I had it, I had this stig stigmata in my head that uh, it wasn't addictive chemically, so therefore it was okay to do all the things that I was doing with that drug. But, I was very emotionally and, um, how, yeah, I don't know, I just kind of went cold turkey. Um, <laughs> I haven't done coke for quite a long time now, um, quite a few months, I guess, but, uh, at least I can say I never went crazy with that shit, that's, I purely use that one as a recreational drug, but it's too fucking expensive, and I feel like shit the next day, and nosebleeds are a bitch, so... That is no more. <laughs> I don't even drink beer anymore, as strange as it is. Um, I'm pretty clean. The only alcohol I drink is, is wine, and I don't drink it to get drunk. I haven't been drunk since last October. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Cold turkey. It's the way to go. It's the way that I did it. No help, no nothing, no support. I just went for it. Um, did I have to make amends with anybody? No, 
I don't, I never had to make any amends. Most of the people that I was around, they were the ones that were the worst influences on me for the drugs that I was using at the time. And I, when I decided I wasn't going to do this drug, I also decided that I was losing a friend or quote-unquote friend. Uh, so I don't really have a lot of friends, and all the ones that stuck by me through the worst of my years, uh, I think it's because that they knew who I was beforehand, and then they saw what I was going through during, and now I am who I am now, which is happy and honest and a really way better person, I have to say. So amends weren't really necessary. Most of the people that I fucked over were strangers, dealers, all that crap. Uh, so yeah, drugs. Drugs are bad, kids. Don't ever do drugs. Uh, it can ruin your life. I'm one of the lucky ones, and I didn't completely crash and hit rock bottom. I fucked up a lot. I did a lot of really stupid shit, and... I stole a lot of things, I lied about a lot of things, and I couldn't hold down a relationship because I was just a lying, cheating bitch. So, I mean, I, I, I lucked out in that sense. I did get homeless, but I got back on my feet pretty quick. So, uh, if anybody's considering getting into the, the drug scene, I would strongly suggest not, and I know that makes me a hypocrite, but I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> take it from me. Take it from Tails. Anyways, uh, this is running long enough, so take it easy and have a wonderful day, guys. Peace out. Okay. Well, I guess that, that fucking answers that, doesn't it? Hmm. Ecstasy. Never done ecstasy. I've done mushrooms. Smoked weed. I don't... I think I did acid, but I'm pretty sure it was just bleach on a little tiny piece of paper. I don't... I didn't get anything off of that one. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with her 100%. I don't think uh, drugs are good. Maybe they are good. Sure, whatever. I, I don't fucking care. I think I personally think that once they legalize marijuana and all the fucking potheads can take that focus and put it towards something else, they'll cure cancer. I firmly believe that. Okay, that's it for now. Uh, so where do you need uh, Sandra D. Sanchez on Twitter? Same on Facebook. Change of addresses on Facebook change of address 69 at gmail.com you can do that i really like that i had a new listener joe from arizona liked that feels good it's kind of like you're talking to nobody so every once in a while somebody writes that's pretty cool and one of the listeners in norway is she's she's on board huge in norway i'm gonna win a norwegian like oscar fucking all over that shit okay i can't think of what else so i'm gonna um put the chapters in so you can skip past me and get to the good stuff but here comes uh, the audio that I played in the truck. But I'm done with you guys now. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, it's all kitty wampus. All right, have a good night. Leave an iTunes review. Love ya. Okay. All right, more, more podcasting from the car because that went so poorly the first time. So I've had a doozy of a couple of days, and I can't really blame anyone but myself, uh, meaning that... I got a little cocky and I had to buy more bandwidth and I decided to brag about it on Facebook. So something shitty was bound to happen to me. And it did uh, on the weekend. This is the only explanation I can think of after I've done uh, countless hours of research to figure out what the problem was. So what happened was um, I get an email at work saying, hey, guess what? We rejected your podcast. I thought, what the fuck? So I, could, I was like, oh, fuck, because I just bought all that bandwidth. I didn't know what was going on. This has never happened to me before. I don't really understand. 
So what I realized what the problem was, like a few hours later, like I said, is that uh, I had changed the description of my show and uh, without realizing it, or with realizing it, sorry, I shouldn't lie, I put the shit word in there. Like I said something like, like tons of weird shit has happened to me and it didn't occur to me that that would have been a problem. And then when I saw the show description on iTunes, it's like they had taken my shit word and put like an S, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. So I thought, okay, well they've done that. So that must be cool then. So two days after I changed that, I get the message that I'm fucked. They have rejected my show. They've taken it down. It's still up on Podbean, and if you're subscribed to it, there's no problem, but it's not listed in the iTunes directory anymore, which is cool, but kind of sucks because uh, it's kind of a big deal to be on fucking iTunes if you're going to do a fucking podcast. Yeah, so I spent all last night trying to figure it out, yada yada. I tried to resubmit my podcast, and the whole point of resubmitting, sorry, uh, part of the thing you're supposed to do is change the title of your show so that it thinks that it's a totally different feed, which makes sense to me, I get that. So I changed the title of my show, and then I hit submit feed to iTunes to see if they would uh, accept it. Oh, feed has already been submitted. Mm-hmm. Okay. But changing the title of the show is supposed to make that all null and void because technically it's a different show. Um, but no, it didn't get accepted. So. Yeah, a few hours later, I joined Apple, I posted my question, I got help from some creepy old man that lives in England, and uh, still didn't work. So, this morning I get up, and I'm like, okay, you know what, if it won't take this feed, I wonder if I just, like, fucking dick around with it a little bit? So I delete one of the slashes, I don't know if it was a backslash or forward slash, because I'm not that kind of gal. And, uh, yeah, I deleted the backslash or forward slash or whatever the fuck slash it was. It wasn't a gash, so I don't really care about it. Uh, and submitted it, and guess what? It worked just fine. So they're, quote-unquote, reviewing it. But the reason I haven't had, or I took I took down my last show, Arm Legs. Wasn't that a good show? Didn't you just love that show? That was a great show. I had to take down Arm Legs because I had copyrighted material in there. Well, not really. I had permission from Ben Lerman to use that, any of his music, in my show. So you guys should really go to benlerman.net. So I took down the frickin' podcast because it had that little bit of uh, music I used for my theme in it. Just in case they check that one, because there's actually a dude. It's not a bot. It's a dude that goes and clicks and moves things around and listens and does stuff. So I didn't want my most recent one to have any kind of weird shit in it. So I took that all down. So if you're looking at the super duper uh, lesbian podcast, it's because I had to change the name to get the feed to work. And I know I deserve this because I was gloating and being a little bitch. And uh, I knew I shouldn't have done it when I did it. But there's a part of me that's just really proud that I've... Because seriously, I never thought I would podcast again. I thought, I'm too dumb. How am I going to put up a feed? Like, how am I going to do that? And then I did it. And then it's like, okay, how am I ever going to get any listeners? And then they just showed up. And I was like, okay, well, how are we going to get on Stitcher? I put our show on Stitcher. It's like, I'm not as dumb as I think I am, except I'm usually dumb. (laughs) It's really annoying because... I made one stupid mistake and it got the whole show taken down. And I still don't know if the show's been accepted yet because it takes like, it can take anywhere from 24 hours to two weeks. So I won't lose any of the listeners I have because you'll always, when you refresh your feed, my show will be there. But I won't be getting any new ones. 
So there's that. And that's just super de duper. Anyway, so now you're all caught up on that. And I hope you can't hear me chewing my gum this whole time because that's really obnoxious. So I wanted to share that with you. I've got segments from Electric Gary and Tails, but I wanted to kind of tell you guys this story uh, from a long time ago, and it's really not that funny, but it entertains me. So back in 2008, that's when dinosaurs still roamed the earth and uh, Ricky Martin was still quote unquote straight. Uh, I worked in the plant. Now, if you've never worked in an environment like that, it's a male processing plant. I should specify that. There's all different kinds of people there, all different walks of life. And I worked midnights for a while and I worked like 3 to 11 p.m. for a long time. And I don't know how to describe the people that worked there. Like, I had different nicknames for everyone. There was, uh, how's it going, Dave, who'd always say, how's it going? And, like, not just once a day, 18, 25, 40 times a day. And Sugar knows the people I'm talking about. So we always joke about it. Uh, And then, okay, there was Cyclops James, he was, he had like the one eye that was just like, it wasn't even in the same fucking hemisphere of his face. He was just, uh, he was just all pockmarked and he had like one eye looking whichever way and I never knew which eye to look at. Like, do you look at the weird eye and just show them that, hey, like, it's cool. I'm cool with your weird eye. Or do you look at the good eye and hope that that's the one that's in focus? I don't know. Kind of weird. Kind of weird stuff. Okay, hang on. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. So, we've got the Cyclopses and all the other weird oddballs. Like, some of them looked homeless. Some of Because you're not supposed to let strange people into the building, right? And I was like, do you, do you work here? And the security guy's like, hey, Alan, hey. And he looked, like, he looked fucking homeless. Like, he hadn't washed his hair in a month and a half. He was wearing clothes from 1985. And, uh, yeah, he worked there just fine. He had a pension. I don't fucking get it. Okay. Now, the point of me telling you this story is to keep in mind that I'm sleep-deprived, I'm a little bit fat, and Sarah is, at this time, in Ottawa doing her one-year-long internship. And anyone who tells you that long-distance relationships are easy, well, nobody would ever tell you that, I guess. Because they're hard. They're, They're really, like, emotional and intense... And you really kind of see each other at, at, at your worst. But then the honeymoon phase lasts forever. You're just constantly in love and you just really want to be together. And the times that you do spend together are really intense and really special and wonderful. So half the time, half the year I was heartbroken. Well, three quarters of the year I was heartbroken. And the other times I was in Ottawa with my lady friend. And honestly, when that, like, when that relationship started, we knew she was leaving in two months. Like, I knew that. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about that whole situation. So it kind of made everything bittersweet. That whole summer was, uh, was bittersweet. So now I'm in the plant. It's the dead of winter. I'm exhausted. Because when you work those shifts at that time, you worked, uh, what would you work? Let me think. You'd work 11 o'clock to 7 in the morning. And then you'd work days on the weekends, and it was just fucked up. Like, that really messes with your sleep, and it fucks with your head and everything. So I was working in the plant, and there was um, this machine. Like, one person feeds letters through the machine, and the other person kind of... They call it sweeping. It's like you clear the letters uh, from around the machine. Like, there's, like, uh, arms that stretch out, and as the letters comes out, the arms get further and further. And if you have too many that are maxed out, you haven't cleared in a while, then the, the alarm goes off, and you look like an asshole. So... One night, I was working with this tiny little Filipino woman, and uh, she 
she had a good work ethic. I mean, it's easy to have a good work ethic when you're feeding the machine, but sweeping it, which I was doing, is difficult because you've got to run around it. Like you, like she literally had me jogging around the machine to clear all the arms because when you run stuff through, it's like it's going to be all of Vancouver. So all of the Vancouver slots are going to get full. And then she do a different tray and then all of Manitoba slots got full. And then on Ontario, it's like you're just running around this machine. And then uh, she she looks at me and I'm obviously sweating. Like I'm, I'm sweaty and I'm tired and I'm getting real pissed off with this fucking nip bitch. And she looks at me and she's like, oh, only 200 more thousand and then we get a $5 gift card. And I'm like, you're fucking killing me for a $5 Tim Hortons gift card? Is that what's fucking happening here? Is that, is that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One more hour, we'll get a $5 gift card. Holy fuck. I said, listen, lady, why don't you just take it easy, go at a normal pace and I will give you $10, okay? Fuck the $5 fucking gift card, okay? Holy fuck, I wanted to fucking die that night. And she did, she ran me hard, and then, uh, sure enough, guess what we got? Hmm? What did the supervisor come over with? A fucking $5 gift card! <laughs>